Hey, everybody. I'm C. I'm Jen. And you're listening to Tom Titten Baobab. Welcome back to Tom Titten Baobab, the New York Times Spelling Bee inspired podcast that's all about words, word games, and the word nerds who love them. This week, C is recording from under the ocean. What are you talking about, Jen? <laughs> is that me under the ocean? <laughs> Seriously, what are you talking about? Well, last week you sounded like you were in a tin can. So I thought we could claim that we did it on purpose and send you to all kinds of strange sound distorting environments. First of all, that is a ridiculous idea. And second, <laughs> did you learn nothing from Sam and the Krog apology? We all mess up. Let's just tell the truth. <laughs> all right, fine. But I was thinking of sending you to a gothic cathedral next and letting you sing, which I know you really want to try that, don't you? <laughs> I do have quite the contralto with a rich tonal quality and a deep, warm color. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Excellent singing and excellent use of three B words from the same puzzle in a single sentence. Standing ovation. Compliments nice. of Thursday's B. Very nice. Thank you. Now, can we explain the whole tin can thing? Yes. We are experimenting with a new recording platform and something really weird happened last week. So I sounded like I was in a tin can. Sorry about that. It was super annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we hope we sound better today and you can be the judges of that. But first, it's our turn to do the judging. That's right. It's time for The Week in Bees. This is the part of the show where we talk about bees from the previous week. Today, we're starting with Saturday, September 16th, and ending with Friday, September 22nd. C, would you say that Sam earns the title Pratt or Pippin this week? Haha, ha, nice idea. Wait, am I right that this week was had Tom Tit and Baobab in the puzzle, or was Baobab last week? No, Baobab was last week. Ah, uh, well, I do appreciate, I know, I appreciate that week two and week three of our podcast, mm -hmm. suddenly Tom Tit and Baobab are in there again. It hasn't been in there all summer, I think, or most of the summer. And I think you're right, but the same day that he included Tom Tit, which was Thursday the 21st, he also included Vomit. Wouldn't, well, I was going to say, wouldn't Vomit always be there when Tom Tit is no, there? No, it's no, not. So, in fact, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's been there with it before, so maybe he's like, oh, eh, Tom didn't bow back, we're coming back. Why would you ever think that? I thought he thought Tom Tit is coming back. It's like I'm on an updraft. I'm very excited. An updraft. Up yeah. Okay, on Saturday, 916, mm -hmm. updraft was our pangram. Yes. And I thought that was a fine word. My mother thought that was a fine word. Jen, you have some problem with updraft? I just think it's a weird word. Like, I don't think I've ever actually heard it used. Updraft? Yeah. I mean, your mom Your mom made a very good argument for it. And what was and her very good argument? Her very good argument was that, like, weather people and pilots use this word. Yeah, yeah. But I being neither a weather person nor a pilot. What does that mean you're not a weather not person? Use this word. Like, isn't everybody a weather person? I'm not, like, a meteorologist. Really? You're not? Yeah. So I <laughs> might say, like... clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to you, I do. <laughs> if you listeners don't know about clouds, go back and find our Siri episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not S-I-R-I. C-I-R-R-I, <laughs> yes. But, you know, everyone's interested in weather. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of like a weird word. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. However, there is a word this week that has been very controversial, and I am on the side of it is terrible. What word is that? Novation. 
Okay, so this is Thursday, the 21st. Is that the word that you and my mom kept talking about? Yeah. Oh, so, all right, yesterday, Thursday, you and my mom were like, oh my God, there's a word. And I kind of expected it to be like a cool, fun word. So I didn't actually look at what the answers were because I (laughs) never could get back to the puzzle. I just, yesterday was nuts. So I didn't know until right this second, you're finding out with me, listeners, that novation was a word yesterday. (laughs) That's not even fun. Why is that? Like, what does it mean? Why were you guys so stressed out about it? Okay. Like, I'm I'm shot. So- Novation, N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N, is the substitution of a new legal obligation for an old one. So it is a legal term. So wait, can you use that? I don't understand. Can you say that? I can't use it. I I tried to look it up to see if it was like a common legal term. And although it seems to be in all of the legal definitions, like it's a word that's used with contracts. And I, as you know, Cecilia, have been dealing with a lot of contracts recently. Mm, That's right. And I have not seen this word word come up. (laughs) Maybe you should make it come up. (laughs) So, you know, this is a word that I don't know. I still couldn't use it if you asked me to. (laughs) And what happened yesterday is that we were writing back and forth and I was really enjoying the puzzle. I was like, ah, shun everywhere. Anyway, there were lots of great- There's innovation. Intonation. uh, Intonation. And then it was fun. It was like flying along, flying along. And then I get to the end and I'm like, what? I'm missing one word and it's eight letters. And then I saw a text from your mom. She was missing one word and it was eight letters. And then we both took a clue right. and we both knew what the first letter was and we still couldn't get it. And then your mom took a second clue and looked at the definition and she still couldn't get it. So I was like, that's I didn't it. Know what it Janice, was. after all that, you still can't get it. I give up. And, and then- I just looked. And there's no way I would have put that in there. I knew it was a word. Right. You didn't know the word. Yeah. I get it. So we think it shouldn't have been included. I can, yeah, I can argue I with that. I'm down with it. I mean, especially since yeah. there are plenty of words that weren't included this week, like once again, yes. Caracol. Folks, uh, Sunday 917, Sam had yet another opportunity to include the Caracol, and he did not. He also on that day had a chance to include Collator, yeah. and I can't really think of a reason why not. Like- it's certainly a word. It's a and he normal included word. Allocator. I kept like, putting it in there. Right. I right. That was the pangram, wasn't it? I kept putting in collator going like, Whoa, yeah. He why didn't, isn't it the there? last time that letter combination <laughs> came up, he didn't include collator either. And I was confused about it then too. What do you think the argument is? I Maybe he has a phobia of collators. Mm, he does not like to be collated. <laughs> yeah. Like if I were doing the, if I were the editor of the puzzle and the word spider came up, which it never would because there's no S and no But there's no a related word together, that comes up often that you there don't is, like. And it stresses me out. So <laughs> if I were doing the puzzle, I could see never allowing that word. That's kind of fun. I like the idea of just like random words that you're like, nope. Like, let's just say that you're like, fart. Nope, no fart. Which, by the way, no turd. I mean, really, turd is insulting. This, this has come up before. Well, yeah, it makes no sense. You said no it sense. did because I wrote to you and was like, no yeah. turd. And you're like, it, we've no talked sense about this. At all. But really, no turd. in a puzzle with fart and prat. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, is turd or fart worse? Like, which yeah. one of those is more offensive? And then like prat, last week we talked about dweeb. Prat is also listed as derogatory in the dictionary. Oh, right. But I feel like turd is the kind of word that you use when you're trying not to like use a bad word, yeah. right? Like, oh, that's such like a turd. Fudge, right? Right, right. Like that can end up like on TV sitcoms in the 70s. Like, oh my gosh, what? completely. <laughs> that should be the test. 
Yeah. Can we use this word on a 70s TV sitcom? If the answer is yes, it should go in the B. It's some sort of office where they talk about collators? Definitely. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. I don't know. Can we talk about Dano? Uh, oh, Dano. <laughs> that day, that was Monday the 18th. Mm. And on the 18th, I actually, I didn't even realize it, but I had gotten everything except for one word, like in two seconds in the morning. Can I guess what it was? Uh, I bet you could. Does it have to do with habits? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nunhood was a word. And I was nunhood. really like, what? And when I looked up nunhood, by the way, yeah. hard to even find the definition of nunhood. Yeah. You know, like it's not really a word. Well, it's, I mean, so I think almost everybody in the world missed this Because it's a stupid word. <laughs> everybody online is like, nunhood, yeah. nunhood. But it makes sense. And I think I wrote this to you, see. You when said I, it's a word, I, but not one I would ever say. It was the last word that yeah. I found. And I think I might have taken a first letter hint on it. Yeah. And yeah, I said it's a word that is a word, but you have never used this word yeah. in your life. And you probably never will. Because, you know, priesthood is a word. That's true. Good point. That people use. Yeah. That seems like a totally reasonable word. So in oh, that, that was respect, the best reason for using nunhood That is good. Is, you know, As opposed to priesthood. I like that. Okay, but Jen, I was insulted. I was insulted that it did not include aunthood that day. <laughs> like if you can have motherhood, fatherhood, priesthood and nunhood no aunthood as a person who is an aunt <laughs> they should have aunt i like your point aunthood, that they did however you would like to they say. did unhood but not unhat that is pretty funny right <laughs> isn't that weird why can you unhood and not unhat why do you think you can unhood i got that and was kind of like huh that, that counts okay <laughs> i don't know but when i was looking it up later to find out, like, yeah. is this this is really a word? Unhoodwinked came up. <gasps> no. And you uh, know how much I love hoodwinked. We had a Folks, whole thing about hoodwinked, didn't we? Another excellent deep dive was hoodwinked. But unhoodwinked, does that mean you, like, I don't even know I, how that I works. don't understand either. Would but, he count but unhood it? is literally, like, taking a hood off. So Really? It, that's all it is? It that's should really only strange. be there if unhat is there. Unless. Yeah. I just had a thought. What? I just had a thought. What if what? it's unhood? As in nunhood, as in an unhood. We're not a we're not a hood. We're an unhood. It's like a subculture, counterculture. Counter the unhood. She's very excited. Hey, can we talk about today, Friday the twenty second? Because yes. we both agreed there's a lot of good words in this puzzle. Mm -hmm. This is the puzzle with like O's and A's and G's and P's. Yeah. And yep. and I first saw it and was like, whoa! Can I get any words? Until <laughs> I found the treasure trove of words, and a lot of these are foosby words because they're only words in the B's. Yep. But how happy were you when you found poopy grandpapa? <laughs> <laughs> Again, go back to our show called Poopy Grandpapa. Yep. <laughs> Grandpapa is a word, granddad and granddad. I know all of these things because of our show. And grandpa so and grandpa. Weird. So grandpop, which is one of the pangrams, yeah. is a word I use, but it's not in Merriam-Webster. Grandpa. here. Interesting, huh? Grandpa is. Huh. And, and so I didn't we're look both up all the spellings of granddad. Yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Since we are talking about alternate spellings, yeah. I just want to say one thing that last week we were talking about Moyle and Moyle, M-O-I-L uh -huh. and M-O-H-E-L. Well, we have a new listener, Caroline, who is awesome. She's been writing to us on Instagram. And she hey, pointed Caroline. out that there is a third spelling of Moyle, which is M-O-Y-L. 
Or actually, really? M-O-Y-E-L. And that, that has, one I know, M-O-Y-E-L. Yeah, both. M-O-Y-E-L. No, neither of them has ever in? been in. Uh, is that because they haven't been in with letters? Or do you with think they don't With an E, it's counted? because it hasn't been in with letters. And with the no E, it just hasn't been allowed. Weird, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking if you're going to have granddad and granddad, you should have Moyle and Moyle and Moyle. And if you're going to grandpapa, you're just silly. But we've already had that show, so <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Maybe we could pip, pip about it some more. Pip, 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 pipping. Pip, 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 Tuesday, 9-19. We yes. had peeping, but we had no pipping. I, I never understand that. Every time I go, like, why? And I try it a bunch of times just to make sure I didn't do it wrong. <laughs> but it's always true. But I always try. You never know. <laughs> you know, there were also a lot of those shortened words this week that are annoying. Like cuke. Easy, but annoying. Like cuke yeah. on Wednesday, 9-20. Does, do people really say cuke? I kind of like cuke. And I looked it up. It's a word. So It is a word, but cuke or like orang oh, today well, orang on Friday. Oh, orang is always there. He includes it all the time, but I've never heard anybody say Yeah, orang. but I think it really is a word. I'm glad that orang's there. I, I don't kinda know. Think I, those, sounds short nice. words, those short words are kind of frustrating to me. And cellule. Is that the cellule. word that you were missing on Wednesday the 20th? That's the one word I was missing, mm-hmm. the last word. Mm-hmm. Yes. What was the word on the 20th that you didn't have for a while or did I make that up? No. You know what it was? The word that I was interested in on the 20th is unseated. Oh, why? U-N-C-E-D-E-D. That's because, a real word and I was happy that he counted oh, it's 100% it. It's 100% a real yes. word and I was very happy about it. He used to not include it. I'm not surprised. And I thought this was the first time that he was included. Oh, but he had. For those of you who live under a rock, unseated is land that has not been signed away through a treaty or some <laughs> other sort of agreement. I think it's weird that you, you suggest that the only people who wouldn't know that are people who are living under a rock. <laughs> that's that's, that's my feeling, me. Cecilia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. But the point is that it used to not count. And so I thought maybe this was the first time it counted, but I went back and apparently he started using it a year or so ago. So I think he's just weird about unwords. You know how it goes. Yeah, because there was so. no uncold. And uncold yeah. is like that's up there with collator. I always think there's so many unwords, but I get it. You know, what what are you gonna do? So <laughs> You wanted to talk about anima. Oh, I did want to talk about anima. So do you know what anima is? Well, I thought that I knew what it was, but apparently I only knew what it was in Latin. So the definition is an individual's true inner self in the analytical psychology of Carl Jung. Mm -hmm. But it's also, and this is the first thing that comes up if you look at it on Wikipedia, an inner feminine part Mm -hmm. of the male personality is anima. I had no idea. And like, why is that included? You know what I mean? Like I'm used to it being included, but I realized I had no Same. idea what it meant. I, I think I was really kind I was kind of thinking like well, Amino or something. I mean, <laughs> like I, just no, I thought it was spirit else. or and soul, was like, oh. but it's much more specific than it's that, much right? Because it's this Jungian term. Like, and this idea of the feminine yes. part in the male personality, which like it can't be something that we think anymore, right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think so. But what's interesting is they say to compare it to animus. So animus is the opposite of that. It's the inner male part of the female personality. I thought animus is when you're mad at somebody. It is. It's also that you have animus towards somebody. So I thought that was really interesting. And 
probably a little bit misogynistic that that word is used that way. So now I'm curious, like, did we start to use animus in that sense of hate after it was used by Young in this way? It sounds like it'd be kind of a great deep dive, Jen. Maybe you could do that next week. So that's not your word this week, huh? It's not my word, Uh but I'm, I'm suggesting that another week we should talk about it. We should. And I hear on the grapevine called Cecilia, that the deep dive is going to be awesome this week. So I'm very excited excited to get to it. Good. Let's do it. All right. It's time for the word of the week. This is the part of the show where we take a deep dive, deep was in the puzzle this week, into one word from the previous week's puzzles. One of us chooses the word, finds out about it, and reports back. See, since I covered all the animal sounds last week, I'm guessing that purr, roof, and cluck are out for today. Is that Were right? Were they all in the thing this week? Yes. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so what do you have for us today? My word is not an animal sound. My word is vitamin. Ooh. So why did I pick vitamin? Well, when I think about the words I might want to use for word of the week, I kind of look at the etymology because, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's where you see, is there something interesting to say? When I thought about vitamin, I look on etymology online Mm -hmm. and I saw that it's a word that comes from Latin vita for life. Which is what I would have guessed. Mm -hmm. Plus amine because vitamins were thought to contain amino acids. The E was stripped off when scientists learned about the true nature of the substance and instead called it vitamin, so in Mm -hmm. instead of in, and thought that was acceptable because it was used for neutral substances of undefined composition. Interesting. The lettering system of nomenclature, vitamin A, B, C, was introduced at the same time. And this is all in the 1900s. And I went, wait, what? Vitamins weren't even introduced till the 1900s. And we thought this in the 19... All of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, I've never thought about the like history of vitamins. when did vitamins come into being? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, as Jennifer knows, and you guys didn't know, I used to study nutritional epidemiology. Yeah. Like, that's what I did my master's in. So I was like, how had I not thought of You were just this? a terrible student. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't study vitamins specifically. All right. So... The definition of vitamin from Merriam-Webster, any of various organic substances that are essential in minute quantities to the nutrition of most animals and some plants, act especially as coenzymes and precursors of coenzymes in the regulation of metabolic processes, but do not provide energy or serve as building units and are present in natural foodstuffs or sometimes produced within the body. That's a lot of stuff, right? A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So, Let's talk about the discovery of vitamins. Yeah. The reason that I found so much about this is because around 2012, 2013, the 100-year mm-hmm. anniversary of the discovery of vitamins, there are a lot of articles around. What? Yeah. Wait, do you know who discovered vitamins? I know all about it. I'm going to tell oh, you everything. Tell me. All right. But I'm going to start kind of like how and why. Okay. okay? And a lot of what I'm going to tell you about right at this second comes from the International Journal for Vitamin and Nutritional Research and the Australian Medical Journal Mm -hmm. and a cool article in the New York Times. Okay. All right. So pre-1900, scientists thought the nutrition was just about four essential factors, Mm -hmm. proteins, carbs, 
fats, and minerals. So wait, do you know when they started to even think about those things? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty complicated, but it's, okay. but you know, basically in the 18th, 17 and 1800s, they get that like you've got to have something mm-hmm. more than just like anything. Okay. In the 17 1800s, mm-hmm. really the 1800s, the germ theory mm-hmm. of disease is what's popular, right? right? You think Louis Pasteur, Robert Koch, mm-hmm. they had been really influential in making people realize that the organisms responsible for the killers, anthrax, Mm -hmm. malaria, tuberculosis, were infectious agents or viruses, right? Yeah. So that's what you think, that if you have a disease, it's because, you know, there's some germ that's getting at you. Right, right. Okay? This doesn't describe, though, why are people getting scurvy, Mm -hmm. beriberi, rickets, pellagra, right? Uh We assume they're infections, but like- People can't figure out what's so causing these infections. People didn't even know what scurvy was. So you like hear about those long boat trips where people would get scurvy, but they didn't actually know why they were getting scurvy. Right. They assume there's something and oh. they can't figure it out, right? Yeah. But then, you know, kind of noticing mm-hmm. things like sailors mm-hmm. get scurvy or kids who suddenly can't get milk from a cow, you know, because of war or something right. or dying, right? They think, there's got to be some unsuspected dietetic factors mm. causing this disease. This is like late 1800s, early mm-hmm. 1900s. So they start thinking and realizing that there is an association. Dr. Casimir Funk, Wait, he'd come here from uh, How do you from spell Germany. his last name? Funk, F-U-N-K. F-U-N-K? Funk. That's the best last name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also the worst last name. No, it's a good it's one. The I best like first it. last name. So Dr. Funk looks into this uh-huh. and he revolutionizes the field of nutrition with his 1912 paper and subsequent book outlining his vitamin model of disease. Ah. Okay, now, he didn't get, he was a chemist by trade, okay. actually. I should tell you that. So that's how he kind of got yeah. to this idea of isolating these vitamins. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get it quite right. He thought that vitamins were just simple amines with a single mode of action in the cure of a specific disease. Okay. He thought that it was just like the infectious idea, mm-hmm. right? You have this infection, you get this disease. Right. He thought, oh, well, you need this vitamin, you cure this disease. Got it. And it turns out like vitamin C and D, they're not amines. Mm-hmm. That's why it's vitamin. Right. And there's lots of mode of actions and some vitamins are involved in all sorts of diseases. Okay. But you get the general idea and the general Mm -hmm. idea is still true. And the reason he thought the vitamins work the way they do is because his discovery was the absence of thiamine, vitamin B1, Mm -hmm. caused beriberi disease. What happened was rice in the 1800s starts becoming processed in factories. Ah. And when it's processed, it's steamed and the outer layer stripped of thiamine. Mm. And all of a sudden, people and chickens start getting beriberi disease. Yeah, I didn't know chickens, chickens, chickens could get it. couldn't walk. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so awful. I mean, it's awful that people get it too. Right. So he names it vitamin B after beriberi. And then as people are like, hey, this is true, like let's start finding mm-hmm. other vitamins, they start the vitamin naming in alphabetical order. So vitamin A uh. is in 19, 13, 14, then vitamin C, then vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, I know there's a lot of B vitamins and that's because they all right. have similar properties, they're coenzymes, and that's why okay. we have B1, B2, and they have specific names yeah. as well. But anyway, so right. that is the history of vitamins. Isn't that crazy? That is. It's so interesting. I told you I was because the best. I thought what you were going to say, because when you said vitamin, I was like, oh, well, Vita, Vita, like obviously that's the word for life. And it must be that it's named that because it's something that you take that re-energizes you or something. And I was, I would have been wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. Very good. Does. I like it. It does energize you, I guess, in that you're not dead without I them. know, but I, it just, I, 
I'm glad to know this. Well done, C. Thank you. And now I think it's time for our newest segment, which we're calling Wordtastic Time. No, we're not calling it Wordtastic Time. Jen, man, that's what AI wanted to call it. Our new segment (laughs) is Strange Words. You're supposed to make some sounds. There you go. Our new segment is the opposite of a deep dive. It's a glancing look at some new vocab we've picked up, sometimes from the B, sometimes not. We'll each introduce a word, give a definition, and use it in a sentence. Jen, what's your word? Well, the word Gorgon was in the B today, and I thought, Gorgon. Oh, I like the Gorgon. word Gorgon. Not Gorgon. Yeah. Gorgon. Gorgon. No, Gorgon. Gorgon. And- <laughs> Gorgon. Well. Yes, go ahead. Gorgon. Again, for those of you who've been living under a rock, there are three sisters in mythology who are gorgons. They have snake hair and they turn people into stone. One of them, the most famous, is Medusa. Anyway, when I looked it up, I noticed that gorgonize is a word. Gorgonize. Gorgonize. So you can say gorgonizing or that you are gorgonized. So it is to have a paralyzing or mesmerizing effect on, to stupefy or petrify. Merriam-Webster says, in modern parlance, to gorgonize someone is to make him or her, I'm adding them or them, metaphorically petrified, usually through an intimidating glance or gaze. Is this ever used? That's kind of cool. Well, Colin Grant, who's an author of a book called The Natural Mystics, uses it this way, quote, Mortimo Plano could gorgonize foes with a stony stare. But his deep baritone voice was seductive and unexpectedly disarming. Hmm, cool. Gorgonize. Well, I, I think I'm going to use that when I gorgonize yeah. somebody next. Uh. I was just going to say you could do it like, you know, in Harry Potter, there's stupefy or whatever they say. You could say yeah, like, yeah. gorgonize. Gorgonize. What's your word? My word is doughty. Hmm. D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. Mm-hmm. And I got this because it was one of the words of the day mm-hmm. from Word Genius or something. Okay. And I like this because it sounds to me like the opposite of what it is. In my head, I confuse it with the word dowdy. Well, what's interesting is Merriam-Webster points out that, yes, that it's often confused for the word dowdy. <laughs> and it's often confused for doughty, like I'm doubting that. Oh. But doughty means marked by fearless resolution, valiant, a doughty oh, warrior. And then I actually funny, think that I knew that. Well, but you didn't because we just had that conversation. My brain, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> and what's interesting is anytime you use it, you do not know like whether you're right or not, right? Like so right. this past weekend, the Wall Street Journal columnist took to the paper's doughty op-ed page to sound off on George Santos. Like what does doughty mean? Like doughty right. could mean like crappy. Doughty could mean like old fashioned or doughty could mean apparently valiant. Like, <laughs> isn't that a weird That's word? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, a strange, strange word. word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love this part of the show. I do it's too. So it's good. a fun new part. Yeah. But it's getting a little wild now. I don't want us to like ruin our actual wild segment by making this segment too wild. Fine, Jen. Let's go to the wild card. (laughs) Merriam-Webster defines wild card as an unknown or unpredictable factor. And the TNB wild card is just that. You never know what you're going to do. You never know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to (laughs) do. Actually, Jen, what are we doing? (laughs) Well, see, last week. 
we let ChatGPT write the wildcard segment for us. And we concluded that artificial intelligence has nothing on us. So this week, I thought we should try to back up our claims about TMB's superior intelligence. And we're going to do that how? One word. Mensa. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to take, we're not going to take like the regular Mensa test because obviously you have to do that in person and it, there's a person who okay, wait, watches what's you Mensa stuff. Jen? You know what Mensa is. No. Aren't you a Mensa well, member? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a genius in my own head. <laughs> What is Mensa? Mensa is a society of people with really high IQs. And like, is that what it is? It's an IQ test? Pretty much, yeah. So why it's an IQ test. Why would you need a Mensa test as opposed to just like you took the IQ test and then you were really high? And do we believe anything about testing and intelligence at I, this point okay. in the world? So first of all, it is just an IQ test. Okay. Okay. It's just an IQ test. It's just that you have to pay Mensa to take it. But Mensa can help facilitate the test. They are very smart. If you get a high enough score (laughs) on the Mensa test, then you are included in Mensa. Yes. And if you don't, then they say, oh, we don't want you. Yeah. So is this a totally outdated, outmoded way of measuring intelligence? Of course it is. Yes. But. Wait, I have to say something else too. It occurs to me that if they basically charge you to take this IQ test, and then I assume they charge you to be part of their group, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a racket. I think this is like, are you so smart that you're too stupid to realize? So are you saying that that we should, that if we were really genius, if we were like really superior intelligence, we we would would just start our own genius racket? (laughs) I thought you you were going to say that we just shouldn't even take the test. No, no, no. We can take a test. But I'm just saying, I think as long as I'm not paying anybody, I think we should so, start our own genius racket. Yeah, so That's we, my here's theory. The thing. There are different okay. Mensa's. There's like international Mensa. There's US Mensa. There's UK Mensa. Like I think every country so you has might be really Mensa. smart in like, you know, Bangladesh, but really stupid in Pakistan. No, because uh, I think- This sounds like international I, I don't know. fighting. I think the IQ test <laughs> remains the same. But what I do know is that a lot of them offer. I'm pretty sure I would do bad at the Bangladeshi IQ. <laughs> Particularly if you had to take it in Bangladesh. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I think that most of them have practice tests that you can take online. Ah. And since we are taking it as Tom Tit and Baobab, not as. Oh, we're taking it together. Yeah, we're taking it together. Like, are we a genius like, together? Yes, okay. Is, which I think you have a pretty high IQ. I have a genius, pretty high like IQ. Amazing genius. Like, <laughs> do you think you still have a high IQ? I mean, I did I have a high IQ, know. and I'm pretty sure now it's about two. I really don't want. Yeah, I don't want to know what my IQ is anymore. But uh, combined, I'm thinking like we will blow Mensa out of the water. Blow it so away. We're gonna take right. a practice test on Mensa. Okay. Here's the thing. We, we're not taking the U.S. test because you have to pay to take the U.S. practice test. Of course you do. Yes. You do not have to pay to take the U.K. practice test. Oh, U.K. Okay. Let's do yes. it. So we're going to take the U.K. practice test. They call theirs an online workout. Ooh, I like it. Dun, 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 we're working out. Working okay. Out. You ready? Let's do it. Starting. Nothing's happening. Our time starts oh, now. Here we go. What number is missed out? So they give us... 46, 34, 24, 16, question mark. You're driving by 12, 10, 8, 6. So 10. 10. Okay. No, Cecilia, you got I was too busy reading it. Okay. Which word does not belong with the others? Look, watch, listen, observe, observe, and see. Oh, see, see. No, wait. What do you think? Look, 
watch. You look, you watch, you, observe. you listen, no. you observe. Listen, it's listen. Because the other ones are things you do with your eyes. Like. Uh, good. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. Which word does not belong with the others? Stream, river, brook, lake, and creek. Lake. Everything else is something moving okay, water. Okay, I like that answer. Thanks. Which diagram does not belong with the others? Oh, and then there's four straight lines. One, D. one has a triangle, one has like a diamond oh. shape, one has like a rectangle, and one has like a weird small hump and big hump. Yeah, because it's not well, – the last the one's not – yeah, it's not symmetrical. Which word does not belong with the others? Minute, week, year, time, hour, time. Yeah. It's not a unit. Right. Okay. Certainty means the opposite of hesitance, doubt, insecurity, wariness, controversy. Doubt. Certainty I have a goal for us to take this faster than anybody that's ever taken it. Enjoyment means the same as satisfaction, amusement, relaxation, pleasure, pleasure. entertainment. Pleasure. Absolutely. Pleasure. Ignore means the opposite of accept, concede, deny, experience, acknowledge. To acknowledge. Ignore, acknowledge. I want everybody to know that we are halfway through and we have only used two minutes of oh, our time. Oh, but now you're talking. Instinctive means the All opposite right. of inherited, willed, learned, learned progressed, inborn. Learned. learned. See. Learned. Okay, next question. Why are these IQ Which questions? Which diagram does not belong with the others? There's a triangle with a circle, a square with a square, a circle with One a circle, and a square a. with a square. It's like, would it's think so a. easy it's that really it makes easy. me worry. Which might mean I'm that we're geniuses. Which diagram does not belong with the others? There's straight lines in decreasing size, ovals in decreasing size, lines not in decreasing size, Again, squares. Again, seem really C. obvious. I'm a little worried. We're almost done. We can do this. Question. B. Four, B. I didn't B. even read it yet, but okay, B. You I'm can't trusting read you. it. Okay, there's another one that's a diagram, and it's something is to something as something is to something else. And I'm going to say... D. It, is it... Wait, what's the difference between Definitely D and A? D, because it's on the other side, dude. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Sorry, oh that one God. took me a minute I'm a to G- process. It's very hard to deal with this. Hey, <laughs> please input our answer below. This is to this as this is to this. It's another one of these shapes to shapes, triangles to hourglass, circles to... I would say B pretty easily. Snowman? That's what Am I'm I thinking. Not? Snowman. Um, it's definitely snowman. Yeah. It is. You're right. They're in it's the exact B. same form. It's absolutely B. Next question. <laughs> this triangle is, very is exciting to radio. three as rectangle is to four. four. <laughs> why are we taking this test? Hi. Oh, this oh! is why. Because question 16 is hive is to B as den is to. Uh, lion? Yeah, of course. It's not zebra or elephant yeah. or cat. Question 17. What letter comes next? A, Y, C, W, E, U, G. So A, it's not Z, it's Y. C is two more. Y, uh, w is going to be four from that. Does that make sense? Unfortunately, you have to know oh, the Oh, God. We need to do the alphabet. Um, U, V, W. Those are all two more, right? So it's good. It's just two down. It's just two down. So what's before? So it's S. S. Very good. S. We have to input this one. Question 18 is enthusiasm means the same as interest, keenness, commitment, devoted, fun. Or keenness. Keenness. Maybe keenness. Oh my gosh, we just finished that in record time. Is it going to give us an answer like right off? Oh, wait. Guys. We got it all right. Guys. We got 18 out of 18. Good effort. With a little more practice, we could achieve (laughs) What? What? So there's two things that happened. 
first, before we got to our score, which was perfect, we should tell everyone, there was a thing of, hey, now you can subscribe to the Mensa group <laughs> crap that we'll send you and maybe you can buy. And now also it's like, hey, you did pretty good, yeah. which would seem like we did underst- great because in two understand. minutes we did very well. Now we could book an IQ test. And I have to say that this was a test that if you were a three-year-old child who didn't speak the language, you could probably have done well on. So I'm pretty sure this is meant to make you feel like we feel right now, which is pretty darn smart and ready to be a Mensa member. And here's my money. (laughs) I think you're right, Dave. Oh, my God. Well, that that was surprising. I actually did expect it to like... I don't know, at least pretend to be real. So what did we learn, Jen? We learned that we're that smarter than Mensa artificial intelligence. Is a racket. <laughs> oh. That Mensa's a racket. We learned that Mensa's a racket. <laughs> yep. Yep. But if you would like to feel good about yourselves, yes, take the Mensa test. You can take the Mensa test at mensa.org.uk forward slash online dash workout. Best workout ever. Just be forewarned. There's no queen bee here. No queen bee. You can't go past. 18 questions. (laughs) And if you are a Mensa member and are now insulted by everything we said, realize we know not at all what we're talking about. So don't take us too seriously. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, that's it for Tom Titt and Baobab season four, episode three. Thanks so much for being with us. We hope you'll show off your superior intelligence and come back next week. A new episode of TMB drops every Monday. Until then, be in touch. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also email us at tomtittenbaobab at gmail.com. We want to know all about the bees you like, bees you hate, words you missed, and words you'd like to know about. And if you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to answer the Q&A and take the poll for the episode. They're about as easy as taking the Mensa test. If you're a genius. <laughs> if you like TMB and never want to miss an episode, subscribe or follow us. Even better, leave a rating or a review. This helps other word nerds and puzzle lovers find our very indie, very unsponsored podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.